All right, I am sitting here with my dad. Uh, we're just gonna go over some early childhood memories, kind of before we moved to Utah, and maybe if we have enough time, get into just one Utah story. So if you wanna say hello or anything, make sure your feeds are up. Hello. <laughs> yeah, there you go, all right. So first question, what did you think of me when you first met me? When I first met you? Yeah. Well, you were a screaming little kid. Yeah. It was uh, in Ellensburg, of course, uh, the night you were born. we uh, Mom went into labor, and we took the boys to, uh, well, we took uh, the kids to, uh, well, let's see, the boys, I went to uh, Colonel Watts's house. I forgot where the girls went to. They went somewhere. But anyway, oh no, they, they came to the hospital, that's right. It's all coming back now, but went down to the hospital and uh, it was a different type of uh, labor, uh, well not labor, but a uh, different type of room that uh, it was more of a, a really relaxing type of thing for mom. It wasn't the typical hospital room that uh, babies were born. It was. Everything was uh, was supposed to be for like natural uh, childbirth and that, which all of them were. But anyway, it was uh, the girls were there. Uh, your aunt Angel and her sister came up, and um, uh, we just all waited. And finally, you were you were born, and uh, you're cute, of course. Um, we loved you right off the bat. That's how I met you. Well, <laughs> glad you loved me right off the bat, because that would have been, I had a different story if you didn't. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess my next question, was your day-to-day -day work in Ellensburg? I know you're working at uh, Central Washington, was it college or university at the It time? was a, uh, Central Washington University. I was ROTC instructor, senior ROTC instructor at the time. You were born, I was... Um, uh, the recruiting uh, officer. Uh, my job was to go out uh, to high schools and talk about Central Washington University, but mainly about the ROTC program, the advantages of them uh, going through uh, ROTC and maybe get a commission in the uh, uh, United States Army. We also had an Air Force uh, unit there. We. We were really good friends with their their cadre, and a lot of times we went on uh, out to places like Wenatchee and uh, Yakima and that, recruiting in uh, same high schools at the same time. And uh, at that time, my day-to-day -day job was, uh, I also was an instructor. Uh, I taught about two or three classes a day. Uh, one of them was uh, military conduct. Uh, another one was oh, first aid and, and things like that. But it was uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed those years at Ellensburg. I just came from a um, line unit in Fort Sill, no, uh, Fort Riley, Kansas, 
where I was a battery commander twice for two different batteries. And a battery is a equivalent of what they call an infantry company. And, um, but it, our, uh, living in Ellensburg, uh, the family lived there for five years. I, I was there for four. The fifth year I, w I was stationed in Korea for a year by myself. I couldn't send the family because it was just a one-year tour. So what? So you're in Fort Riley before. Did you get to choose to become a ROTC instructor, or did they force you to go? It was uh, a volunteer one. I, I put in um, uh, usually at sort of the end of your rotation, you, you, you fill out what they call a dream sheet some jobs you'd like to have and one of my I, I really wanted to teach ROTC and I heard about uh, um, Central Washington University and so I applied for that position and got it okay um, so I'm gonna share some memories that I have of us specifically me and you uh, in Ellensburg the first one I think uh, I wrote it down, uh, was just going up, us going into the Circle K, me and you. I know you got a Coke from the the refrigerator. And then my other memory of us is I was sitting in the front seat of a car or our van, and you were inside somewhere, and then you came out, and you went to roll up the windows, and my hand was there. And I didn't think of pulling it off, but... You started crushing my fingers. I started crying, and mom got mad at you. So that's my second memory. So, is there any specific memories of me and you, or what we did together in Ellensburg at all? Oh, just uh, usually <coughs> it was w with uh, <coughs> there were seven kids there at the time, of course, and uh, there wasn't a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with any of the kids because we were just. You know, always uh, uh, if it took one of you, we usually took all of you or t the boys or whatever. But um, <clears throat> I, I can remember, you know, a few a few things like we had uh, a balcony and there was a <laughs> there was a, a ladder. Uh, I don't know who put the ladder up to the balcony, but somebody had called and said your boy's climbing up the ladder and I think you were what two or three <clears throat> you were in diapers and ran outside and sure enough you were halfway up the ladder and so I knew that it would be silly for you, me to tell you to try to climb down so just I followed you up as you climbed all the way to the top you didn't have any problems at all um, I don't know if you remember the times we went down to, um, there was just a couple times that we went down to um, uh, the Yakima River and uh, uh, you were too young at the time to go tubing. Uh, there was some of the older kids that went tubing. Uh, but you went and watched and uh, I don't know if you remember that at all. Um, no, I don't. I don't think yeah. I remember any of that. Yeah, you were. See, we moved when uh, you're, you're about th 
three when we moved, I think, three or four. Yeah, I moved, we moved uh, to Fort Sill right when I was turning four. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of the things you were just too young to do, like I took the boys fishing a, a couple times. I don't think you went. You were you were too young. Yeah. Uh, so when you were there, you were a captain, or were you already a major there? I I went there as a captain. I got promoted just before I went to Korea uh, as a major. Oh okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. We moved from Washington to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, when I was almost four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you wanted to describe our trip uh, or move out there, moving what seven kids still, uh, or yeah. did Maggie stay behind? Well, actually, we dropped Maggie off at. Um, um, we took a, a sort of a long tour, going uh, to. Uh, uh, Fort Sill. We went down to uh, Northern California uh, through the Redwoods, went up along down the coast, and then we swung over, saw some friends of mine. When I was a long time ago, before I went in the Army, I was a mortician, a funeral director, and I had a friend uh, who was still in the business in the Bay Area, and we stopped and saw them and stayed a night. And uh, we headed out and uh, dropped Maggie off, swung back up north to uh, Rexburg, where she was going to be a freshman at uh, Rex College at at BYU, Idaho today. Then we um, headed out to uh, uh, Fort Sill. And we uh, we stopped one place along the way. Um, in those days, of course, uh, money was tight, and we drove a lot during the day and late into the evening. And there was one time we stopped at a place in Nebraska called Mormon Island um, and camped out for the night. Basically, we just slept out in, uh, on sleeping bags for the night. Couldn't afford uh, uh, motels like you can today, and uh, I, I think we did stop at one along the way uh, somewhere in uh, after we left uh, Rexburg. I think it was in Wyoming, but um, it was a long trip, but it was fun. I, and in fact, I think if I'm not mistaken, because I had about a month of leave. I think we went out to Indiana and saw my folks. Uh, and just before we left, we went up uh, to Yak, uh, British Columbia, to see uh, your mom's parents. And uh, but it was a long. We had uh, a real nice van uh, at the time. It was a big blue one. Everybody had their own. Do you remember that at all? And I know we had the big blue one with the two captains chairs right yeah we had all captain chairs except for the back row right except for the back row yeah so two two sets of captain chairs and then the back row i believe yeah there were four uh there's total six captain chairs two in the front four in the back and then the then the bench yeah and uh remember a little bit yeah of it 
and I think we got rid of it in Oklahoma. Yeah, we, uh, we got to the point that we didn't need that big of a van anymore. Um, we bought it in Nellensburg. Uh, actually, we bought it in Yakima. We, before that, we had a uh, um, caravan. It was the first year the caravans came out, I think, in 86 or... When was Chris born? 84. 84. It was a brand new 84. We put so many miles on that thing that um, there's hills between uh, Yakima and Ellensburg and it got to the point that it was just, uh, it, it'd go up the hill about 45 miles an hour. Oh. And one day we were in Yakima and just looked out. We saw this big, blue van we went over and checked it out and saw all these nice chairs and kids would love this and so they we traded our old uh, I think it had close to uh, a little over 200,000 miles on it yeah yeah so we got to Fort Sill um, what 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 military duties did you have at Fort Sill well first I was um, in a um, research and development um, unit in which um, the Army was at the time designing an artillery piece called the, the Paladin. And um, it was a, um, a howitzer that could uh, travel down the road, stop, and uh, what they call lay itself. In other words, it could set its own azimuth up and, and, and fire uh, around downrange. Where in the old days, you had to get your six guns in line. You had an aiming circle. Everybody had to lay in on the same uh, aiming circle. And um, But anyway, they were just developing it. But what I was... Uh, my side of the house was on was simulation um, uh, battlefield simulations where people could put goggles on and uh, s simulate that they were in an actual battle going down the road and so forth which of course it, it, what we call virtual reality and um, it was it was great for training because you didn't have to go out in the field to, to train gunners day to day how how to uh, do anything. It, it was incorporated with infantry and, and armor and artillery. So, you know, you just that was my first job. Later, I, I became a, the um, executive officer for uh, the 3rd of the 18th Field Artillery. And uh, our mission was to support the 2nd uh, ACR, Armored uh, Cavalry uh, Regiment, down at Fort Bliss. And we would uh, go down there and um, uh, train with them about every six, about every six months. Then once a year, we'd go to the National Training Center with them. And I was EXO there for about a year and really that was that was a good job it was a lot of fun and then my next job my final job after that was becoming the executive officer for the base operation commander uh, I was stationed at the headquarters of uh, Fort Sill 
I was the XO of uh, the commander of, uh, of base operations, and, and it was a pretty good job too. But I, I, I really missed the the field work and being out in the field with uh, troops and moving artillery pieces and things like that. Yeah, as far as memories of Fort Sill with myself and you, I remember you taking us to some sort of tank show. I remember oh, yeah. it being really loud, and I didn't want to put in the earphones in yeah. my ear. Uh, I remember that. Uh, kind of like bleachers were set up in uh -huh. a clearing of field, and tanks were going around, and then... I think you took us to one of the tanks mm -hmm. to take a look around on it. I don't think I don't remember going inside. I might have. You probably did. It was a uh, what they called a firepower uh, demonstration, which they did about once a year. <coughs> if you re I don't know if you remember the um, we they had aircraft come in from the air force and they did bombing, uh, scraping, and so forth, and then field artillery would fire, then the tanks would fire, and uh, it was just a demonstration of uh, the firepower that uh, we had. Uh, and uh, do you remember uh, going out Tank Hill? Uh, I don't, it's not really not, it wasn't called Tank Hill, it was just right off Post, there was this huge hill with field artillery, old, rusted out field artillery pieces lined up along this path that climbed this hill. Do you remember that at all? I think I remember the hill. I remember an obstacle course. Oh, yeah, that was near our house. Yeah, yeah. by our house. I remember that with yeah. a, a rope going over the river. Yeah. But no, I don't remember seeing all the old. I might have. I think we got, we got some pictures of you up there. Uh, on the on the uh, oh you know what it's another kid <laughs> no another fort oh, no. <laughs> that was Fort Riley yeah I was in Warren then yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I I think I'm for some reason but there was another place um, do you remember the um, the eighteen twelve overture uh, you probably were too young. To, uh, at the time, but anyway, uh, my battery, uh, uh, they had a big concert out in the, 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 I forgot what time frame it was, around the 4th of July, and uh, the orc, their military band there played the, the 1812 overture, well, part of the overture was cannons firing, and my battery was chosen to do that, and it, it was pretty interesting. According, we had to rehearse about oh, three or four times. Uh, well, probably more than that. Probably about a dozen times, just to get everything perfectly timed, to know when to. For because there was always a relay of time because our battery was. You know, it wasn't right near the orchestra or anything like that. It was probably about a mile away. And we weren't shooting real live rounds, but it was it was um, uh, dummy rounds. Uh, nothing went out the tube, but it made the sound of a cannon firing. So that, I, I don't know if you remember that at all. I don't. You don't. Yeah. I don't think I remember that. Yeah, uh, I do remember taking my bike to the base headquarters and going to your office. 
and when I walk into your office, your feet are on your desk, and you're <laughs> knocked out. <laughs> you, you're, you're asleep. Sleep. <laughs> and then uh, I said, hey, Dad, and you just popped up and went, no, I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> that was, you're always to go line whenever someone caught you sleeping. Yeah, well, I, uh, speaking of your bike, I remember the time you and Chris went down the back uh, road of our, our house, and I guess you guys were talking, and you didn't see this boat parked in front of you. Do you remember? I guess you remember that, right? Yeah, I remember that yeah. one. That's one of, yeah, I remember him saying, look out for the boat, and Chris always teased me, and we go, oh, I made you look. And so yeah. I thought he's teasing me. I'm like, okay, a boat in Oklahoma because <laughs> there's no lakes nearby or anything. And yeah, he's like, then I saw he was really serious. And by the time I looked, I was right there at the boat. Yeah. And then I slid down and I know I cut my head open on the propeller, I think. Yeah. And yeah, I just remember uh, saying, oh, we should probably go home and. Chris won't let me leave because apparently I was bleeding a lot. Yeah. I remember that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, And then I think you used your power to make the guy move the boat. <laughs> yeah. I, if I remember right. But, um, and then I remember one morning we were late to school and mom had you take us to school and you were pretty upset with us for missing the bus. And you're speeding through post, and uh, got stopped. He got stopped by a cop, and the little snot nosed private comes up to the window and says, Do you know how fast you're going? And I think he sees your rank and goes, Oh, well, he, and he gets really nervous. He's like, Just just slow down, sir. And you're really polite to him, but he was, he was all scared for pulling you yeah, over. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that that one. Um, and then uh, about, I think I just turned eight. I was just over eight, and then we so we moved from Oklahoma because you retired from the military. Uh-huh. Was it a forced retirement, or did you just elect to? Well, the army was downsizing at that time, and um, um, at the time, uh, what do they call it? reduction in force the RIF and so um, since I wasn't on the lieutenant colonel list because it was too early for me um, there was a bunch of us majors that were uh, basically we we retired they retired us at at 20 years my thing was uh, I had so many years as enlisted that that helped me through that, that made me eligible for a full retirement. A lot of them just had 15 years. Mm. And um, they were allowed to, to have a, a retirement for, I forget how many years. And then uh, it was up. But I, I got to retire at full 20. So that, that saved me. Um, had I probably, um, been not enlisted and gone right in through, uh, uh, you know, like through ROTC or OCS or West Point, or I'd, I would have had enough time to make lieutenant colonel um, because I would have been 
in that much longer. In that much, yeah, earlier in my career. Yeah. Yeah. So we moved from Oklahoma to Utah. Can you describe our move from there? Uh, I know we had the Suburban back then. Uh, yeah, we had the Suburban. We had a big, huge truck. And I had pulled a trailer behind it, and I, Mom pulled a trailer behind her, uh, the Suburban. Mom was always, you know how mom is about driving. <laughs> She's t- yeah, I don't know but, how she did it. Yeah, well, she, no one was, well, no one was going with us because Susan went to Rick's too, yeah. and then Rachel was already in Florida, I think. Yeah, Maggie was married, and then Chip. I think Chip could drive. Uh, no, he wasn't. He was still 15? Yeah. No, because Susan was already... Well, he didn't have a license. He oh, didn't. he didn't. No, he didn't have a license. But what was funny on that trip, uh, I got to western part of Nebraska, and I could just tell that the weather was not looking good out front. So I called ahead to Cheyenne and, and reserved a motel. Um, just in case, and we, and as soon as we got, oh, probably within 50 or 60 miles of Cheyenne, it started really snowing heavy, and, and I just, you know, I just took it slow, and Mom followed behind, and then we pulled off at the motel, and we got out, and your mom this was at night now, and your mom still had her sunglasses on. <laughs> and I said, how could you drive with those? She said, I, I was wondering why it was so hard to see. I was just terrified. <laughs> and none of the boys told her. noticed. Well, they didn't, they just didn't notice themselves until, because everybody was intense about the snow and her driving, you know, mm-hmm. following us, and um, and it was a good thing we got that motel because it it's it closed the highways that night, and yeah. a lot of people were looking for rooms and they didn't have rooms. And when I walked in, they, they were turning people away. I thought, man, I hope they didn't give my room away, but they hadn't, you know, I had reserved it, so. Yeah. In those days, you didn't have cell phones. I, I had to find a pay phone and uh, call uh, Best Western and uh, reserve a room. Yeah, because I remember, uh, I don't remember, I might I might just have flashes of that mm-hmm. snow, but I don't yeah. really remember it. I do remember everyone was fighting to ride in that big truck with you. Yeah. Because everyone <laughs> wanted to ride in the big truck. Yeah. I do remember us stopping on the highway because we found out the trailer, when the trailer uh, doors were open and stuff fell out. I think mom's mirror fell out or something fell out that mom was heartbroken about. And then I do remember mom having a really bad headache when we got into Kansas. I think it was Wichita. Yeah. And we stopped over the night yeah. in this really cool hotel that like was the 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 lobby was empty and the rooms all faced inside the lobby. And there was a swimming pool. And swimming pool yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Now now thinking about it, everything smelled like swimming pool in that hotel. Yeah, it was chlorine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all chlorine because it was locked in type of deal. And then we got to, and when we got into Utah, it was beautiful weather. 
and uh, Bishop Gregory came out that night and helped us move in, uh, unload the truck. I think it, by the evening there was somebody else that showed up, but Bishop Gregory was the first. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was uh, uh, it was a scary move because it was opening up. A, I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't know. I, I was hoping I'd get into because I got my master's degree while I was at uh, yeah, Fort Sill in uh, educational psychology, and I was, was hoping I'd get a teaching job somewhere. But it took me about two two months to get that job at Central. Yeah, because you, didn't you have to take classes at Weber or something? I had to take two classes. That was all I had. But I got to start teaching right off as soon as I uh, got hired. I, didn't ha- uh, I, I went to them at night. And uh, do you remember the principal, Wozniak? No. Yeah, he, he's the one that hired me as an ISS teacher in school suspension. It was, and it wasn't a real secured locked-in job because the funding could go away any any year but within two uh, my second year uh, one of the teachers uh, left who taught history and I asked if I can fill it and Wozniak put me in the eighth grade history as a eighth grade history teacher yeah yeah and I think that's by the time I was going to... I think you served your last year in ISS yeah. when well, I went to Central. Yeah, you were next door. Uh, I was at uh, upstairs. Yeah. Doll's class. Weird was next, classroom. Yeah. Was a, that was a cool school, I think. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I have a lot of dreams about that school. Because of how weird it was. <laughs> So it uh, looks like we do have enough time. So we're just going to get into one Utah story, and it has to do with Central, actually. So uh, you were also the basketball coach, too. Um, uh, I remember going there, and, and that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to go to school is to play basketball, uh, go to your school. And plus, I didn't really like my elementary school. So I could play basketball at sixth grade while everyone else around us had to wait till seventh to go to junior high. But since yeah. Ogden was a central or middle school, you go in at sixth. Yeah. So I have this score sheet from when we played. I think it's actually, I think it ends this the year after we won the championship in two thousand. No, I guess it doesn't. But I don't know where the 2001 one was where we went well I was in eighth grade but just looking over it we win the championship game against Mount Ogden who went undefeated that year beat us twice before in the regular season um I think we went in what three and three yeah something like or four and two I think we beat Highland I know we beat Holland both times because yeah they had those those cheating twins <laughs> on theirs where we had to they had the same exact number and you had to say oh he's wearing these shoes or something like that yeah yeah you, it's right right here yeah. uh shoes with uh red stripes or something like that because yeah. they were because the first game the real because one was really good one was really bad and they're using the fouls of the really good kid onto the bad kid and and he got the play longer even though you were tracking that he should have been fouled out and he wasn't fouled out um so 
Uh, just looking over it, yeah, I think we were three and three, so we weren't really expected to win our championship. Oh game. no, we weren't. And then looking over it, I only played one one game that whole season, and that was against Highland when we blew them out. Yeah. I think we won by like twenty or thirty points. Yeah. And so you had all us sixth graders because it was away. six to eight. Yeah. Go in, and I remember missing a layup because I was so <laughs> excited. <laughs> to play yeah. but anyway so the championship game i end up playing in this third second and or sorry the third and fourth quarter in this this championship game and it wasn't a blowout game either so no, my question is why did you have me play i, I remember you know that because you know it was a really intense game and uh there was just everybody was playing you know, just full blast and running, and it was it was really to give uh, uh, some of my players a rest, uh, just a breather, you know. And um, I I don't know if I played any other sixth graders that that game or not. You only played seven of us. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I think I like I said I I put you in there. Uh, just you know, as as a as a breather for just call a kid out, and let him sit down for a few minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. The only person we had in foul trouble was Eric Kramer. Kramer, uh, he oh, was I a, him. He, yeah. he missed every single free throw that yeah. game. I remember that, <laughs> and you're, I think that's why you pulled him out that in the fourth quarter is because yeah. he missed four in a row. Yeah. And he pulled him out to yell at him or something. Yeah, probably. But I scored five points that game. We won by two, so... Yeah, you feel good about I, that. I won the game for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... I, I honestly didn't think... I I don't remember the game except yeah. for the free throws, him missing them. Yeah. And uh, I remember the halftime talk that you gave us because yeah. we were down by 13 or so. Yeah, 13. Yeah. And, and I thought about the the movie Hoosiers when I gave that talk. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it was recognizable for me since yeah, I've already I, watched that. I, I figured you recognized <laughs> it that that you guys are playing like you don't belong here, yeah. or something like that, you know. And you, you know, you're proving it. And I was really amazed how you guys came out and just really uh, a whole just like a different team coming out. And, uh, yeah, we tied it in the third quarter. So yeah. we we because I th- I do remember you saying, let's uh let's go into the th- fourth quarter down by six, cut it by more than half. Yeah. But uh, I remember yeah, that we were tied. Yeah, and then uh, I don't remember us tying it though. But I do remember because yeah. that that was always my basketball philosophy. Whenever you're down, and there's more than a couple quarters left, yeah. to trim down to half, and that's what I used when I coach kids. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're down by 12, so let's get down by 5. Yeah. That way we cut down half this deficit. But Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember until I saw this book that I even played the championship game. You don't? I know. I don't. But. I, uh, somebody made a comment because you were my son. <laughs> well, that was 8th that was grade. Well, it was 6th grade too, of course. Yeah. But it was always a comment that I'm only on the team because I was your kid. Yeah. And so I got played. fed up with it in eighth grade, 
and I challenged a kid who kept on saying it one on one. We played to, to eleven. I beat him eleven to zero. Yeah. I'm like, that's why you're not on the basketball <laughs> team because you came and score a point. But I remember that. Um, I, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I I know I had to prove myself whenever I was. Oh yeah. On the team because everyone thought because I was, I was the coach and you were my son. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, anyone who listens in on this who. Uh, enjoys this but uh, I'm going to enjoy this listening back in the future when I forget everything again yeah, um, we'll uh, we'll plan on doing this again when we see each other probably when I go visit in Utah or if you guys come here again and try to do it every time we meet up Yeah, that way. you can pull this up anytime yeah so it's going to be on uh, I put it on Spotify um, and uh it's gonna. I know you try to get on Apple Podcast, but right now it's on Spotify. Oh. So I'll show you how to do all that. So, yeah. All right. Well. Okay. That was fun. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks for listening in with the conversation with my dad. I forgot to add at the end, uh, just a song or something that I said I was gonna be doing. So the song that I chose for this one is "Help" by the Beatles. Uh, mainly got into the Beatles because of my father. So uh, this was, I think, my favorite song growing up. It's no longer my favorite Beatles songs, but uh, since this is kind of earlier stage of life, uh, this was my my favorite song from the Beatles until uh, a few years ago. So hope you enjoy, and uh, I'll see you next week. I need somebody help, not just anybody help. You know I need someone So much younger than today I never needed anybody's help in any way But now these days are gone I'm not so self-assured Now I find a change of mind I'll open up the doors Oh, no.